0: It's Monday, June 21st. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Buley. It's just me and Russ this morning. How's it going, sir?
1: Oh, it's going. Uh, My feelings are hurt because (laughs) (laughs) I've got those mad dance skills that Buley knows about, but then decided to forget. I did Uh, forget. It's it's my number one surprise. You know, at work, whenever they're like, hey, tell a fun fact about you that, that would surprise people. I'm like... I'm a better dancer than you would suspect. That's usually my fun fact.
0: I, but, let me correct you and say you're a yeah. much better dancer than I would suspect. Well, I appreciate and I don't that. know if that hurts your feelings anymore, but I learned about Actually, it. I pre-show. like the
1: stealthy nature of it. If I'm honest,
0: <laughs> you just sneak right up on them.
1: That's so right. I,
0: I have never heard of the step up film franchise. Apparently there's this whole film franchise that as I look at it, it's uh, it's kind of like, um, just like Fast and the Furious, it looks like. But that's your jam, dude? That's my that's jam. Your jam.
1: Yeah, okay. all about it. Not even okay. remotely ashamed.
0: Maybe Be I got to watch like one of them just so I can like judge you harder or get sucked into this franchise.
1: <clears throat> yeah, maybe one I could two. pick the one for you. Okay, let me know. I feel maybe like Step Up maybe. All In is probably my, my thing. I think my favorite is probably To The Streets, both because it has the best name, maybe, of any movie ever. Um, okay. And... Uh, because Robert Hoffman is incredible, uh, but it was uh, it was pretty pretty legit. I don't know. Some of them are better than others. I'm judging it holistically off of the dancing. I'm not judging it off of the storyline. Just so we're clear, um, <laughs> You're ridiculous. But I, I feel like uh, I feel like Step Up to the Streets was the best. Uh, okay. At least it ramped it up a lot over over the OG, which had um, I forget the dude's name. Um, he was like in. Uh, he was in. Carter, like John, uh, the Coach Carter movie, Um yeah, he was like the know. one white dude on the basketball team. I can't remember his name, but he was he was in that. Anyways, he was legit in it. I was surprised. Talking about by Channing him. Tatum, Channing Tatum, he was the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, he was pretty good in it. But uh I think they they stepped it up to actual professional dancers when they moved to uh step up to the streets.
0: Okay, to the All streets. Right. I, okay, well, whatever. I'll leave that lie. I was gonna I was gonna dig deeper, but. I'm going to leave that line. Let's move on to some tech history here. Uh, I got two of them. Uh, let's see. On Saturday, June 19th, 1976, the Viking 1 spacecraft enters the... What? It was kind of written weird here. It enters into orbit around the planet Mars 10 months after being launched from Earth. Viking 1 would become the first U.S. spacecraft to land on Mars. It was back in 1976, if you did not know that. And the first spacecraft overall to successfully soft land and perform a mission on Mars. Viking 1 back in 1976, June 19th. That was this past Saturday. And then yesterday, today's yesterday in tech history, June 20th, the National Bureau of Standards dedicated the SEAC, Standards Eastern Automatic Computer... They were real good with their acronyms, apparently, in Washington. The SEAC was the first computer to use all diode logic, a technology more reliable than vacuum tubes, and was the first stored program computer completed in the U.S. This is June 20th, 1950.
1: Man, I feel like I should have some frame of reference for this, but I have never heard of this in my life. Which I, I feel like is weird, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you have or not, but that's that's cool. Um, a not. lot of those words I'd never heard before, uh, which is strange.
0: Yeah, same. So I knew I knew the I knew the transition right because we don't use vacuum tubes anymore and we moved to right. You know, like the next step is diode logic, right? But uh, I did not know about this specific system and when it was built and where and that it was the first stored program computer completed in the U.S.
1: Does it by it any on- chance mention the language that would have been used?
0: Um, it doesn't say. It says magnetic tape in the external storage units stored programming information, coded subroutines, numerical data, and output. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I know. I'm sure we could look it up otherwise. The SEAC machine. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's today's yesterday in tech history. And then I looked at today in, in history in general. And it wasn't
1: much tech that was kind of focused on that. So... What is in the headlines that's got you going, Russ? Uh, well, first off, it's probably good to announce that apparently it is Amazon Prime Day. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know that that was going on uh, at this exact moment. But uh, apparently today <clears throat> and tomorrow, it is Amazon Prime Day. And if you want a list of the best deals, uh, it looks like The Verge has you covered. So you can go over to The Verge and they have... Uh, best tech deals, best tips, best stuff, just in general, all sorts of articles that they're covering Prime Day. So just kind of getting that one out cool. there in the world. Did you look at That's, it? Did you see anything? I, I have not looked at it. I mean, it's it's a lot of TV stuff as usual. Um, audio gear like uh, like AirPods, just a lot of the things you see there. I think a lot of people yeah. go for uh, laptops and TVs is what I think a lot of people usually go for on the tech side. And, and there's a lot of them listed yeah. there. Uh, we're seeing, I mean, decent percentages off. I mean, one of these laptops, uh, Acer Predator Triton 500, which is a gaming laptop, I'm pretty sure. yeah, has an RTX 2070. normally 1800 bucks going for 1300. so it's pretty mm. sizable amount off right there. so definitely some good stuff out there.
0: There's a one plus eight uh, going for 349. that's normally 610. That's uh about the only like huge deal that I'm seeing. Kind of going through some of these, Instant Pot Duo Plus nine and one electric pressure cooker, fifty five bucks normally one ten, so half off there.
1: I mean, I think you're going to get a lot of thirty three percent to yeah two thirds. Amazon Fire TV percent. Stick,
0: it's twenty five bucks normally forty
1: five. Okay, yeah. So there's some deals in there. Yeah, there's Just some good micro stuff. SD cards in there. Okay, cool. All right, what else you got? There's definitely some good stuff. Uh, did you see? Speaking of technology devices uh Uh did you see this thing about the texas power companies and them (laughs) remotely managing smart thermostats yes which i learned
0: um from i think one of our listeners somebody was uh was hitting me back on the twitter this morning but yeah i mean did you have something else you were going to say on that well
1: i just i read it and uh and i was getting upset as i was reading it For, for those who don't know um Texas's power grid was being stressed again due to another level of unplanned maintenance that was apparently part of this uh during these these power surges the past uh I don't know month or so I mean it got mm-hmm. hot pretty quick in the last yeah. at least in the last 2 weeks. And so everyone was blasting their ACs and they basically said <laughs> they basically said to turn your ACs off. Um, realistically, they said, raise your ACs between 78 and 82 degrees, uh, which is basically like turning your AC off, in my opinion.
0: Well, uh, mine, dude, mine would still be running nonstop because I'll leave mine at like 76, 77. And especially in my living room upstairs, it never, it never gets below like 81 in the middle of the day because it's 102 out, you know, it just
1: oh, struggles. I would yeah, sell that so just house. It stays going all the time. I just, I couldn't live in it.
0: That's the only, that's
1: the only problem. Just so <clears throat> I was, uh, d- describing this to my friend the other day, cause he, he comes to my house and he's freezing, um, because he, he needs his house to be like 75 or he's cold. I don't have like an optimal temperature where I'm like neutral. I either have to have cold air hitting my skin or the next degree up is hot for me and I'm sweating. So, like I just, have to be I have to be actively cooled as a human for me not to be burning up. You should and stop so, dancing all the time. I can't. I just, just can up. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. I dance <laughs> well, everywhere I go.
0: So, but there's an aspect of it too. Yeah, because I, I tweeted this out yesterday. I basically just said, So your power company can remotely turn off your AC to save power. This isn't the technology timeline I signed up for. And everyone's like, What? What? And I was just dropping some links I was reading, and I'm not sure how this guy found it, but a friend of mine, Brooks McCluskey, um, he said, "I hear you," but they opted into that program to receive a discounted rate, if I recall correctly.
1: That's that's what I was reading as well. Did you I'm find assuming, that? Okay, because yeah, I never saw they that. they didn't know that they had supposedly opted in. It was one of the conditions with which they opted ah,
0: in. so it's like hidden, you know? It's in uh, the
1: fine print. Yeah, okay. Sort of thing, that they can control yeah. it. So and, and they can go opt out. And I think a lot probably did, but people would go to sleep and they would wake up in the middle of the night sweating, and their house would be at 78 or 80 or 82 degrees or whatever it might be so that was uh pretty significant especially i think one person who was pretty upset about it said that they have a three-month-old that you know they both get very cold and they get very hot very easily they can overheat so they were concerned uh, about that so i just i just thought to myself like this is absolutely insane yes they of course agreed to it um i don't think that they knew what they were agreeing to but uh that's just pretty crazy to think that they uh I'm assuming that these the power companies supplied these smart thermostats. that would be the only way that I could imagine they had access to this. That's the one thing that I that I didn't see in any of the articles was yeah how, how they were they access? great cuz I have a smart thermostat. Yeah. That I installed myself that I don't expect that my power company could could get into in any yeah. way shape. Or, so I'm assuming they supplied these and it was part of it.
0: Huh. Well, what them supplying it what, how does that how would that then give them access
1: i have no idea i'm yeah but I, I i definitely don't know how they could get access to one that they didn't supply like how how in the world could they get into my yeah ecobee i have two of them one upstairs one downstairs i just don't yeah. have any idea how they could have accessed at least mine yeah so, they
0: would have yeah that is really interesting they would have had to because these power companies they don't own these smart devices so they would have had to buy them open them up set them up with some sort of setting that allowed them to access them remotely, regardless of what the the wireless setup was.
1: Yeah, now, that's I, really interesting. I, I yeah, that is I really just I just don't know how they did it. I mean, I looked, and I, I, I Googled specifically the question. This was, I think it was on Saturday when I first saw it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't immediately find it. So, if anyone else has found it, uh, please let me know because I am very curious as to knowing how they actually uh, ended up. You know,
0: what's depressing is here in Texas. Not four months ago, our like you just said, our power was being strained by the fact that it was you know four degrees or you know negative four degrees or whatever it was. Just four four months later, we're being strained again for the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think that they're going to be a little better about this in the future because I'm pretty sure Abbott signed into uh, law or or it's potentially going to be signed into law here pretty soon uh, a fine for ERCOT of a million dollars per day that the grid is not fully operational. So. All right. So let's we switch to, to some incentive for them.
0: Yeah. Let's I'm sorry. I'm just trying to run through some of these because we, we got 15 minutes left here. Hard stop. But I, I was really interested in your take on cryptocurrency. And I know we got to talk about it on every single show. But with China, everything that's happening, I'm reading an estimated 90% of China's mining capacity has now been shut down, which is hard to believe, honestly. But 90% of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's you know, China has the ability to move things pretty quick in their country right with the uh the political power that they possess so i i don't know if the the statistic is accurate but sort of the way i <coughs> i view this is there's in almost anything in life there's there's always this like element of things get harder over time that you sort of have to overcome and then you're stronger after it i suspect that once these mining operations which are clearly all searching for a different place to be able to do it we even talked about it on Last mm-hmm. I think it was Friday's show where yeah. show, many of them were going to come to Texas if in, unless the governor of Miami can woo them to go to Miami because apparently he really wants them there. Uh, once they get back online, wherever that may be, sounds like external to China, I think that crypto will be in a stronger place than it was before just because they have overcome this sort of attack against them. And so it's sort of an event to sort of test the resolve of these people who want to continue mining it. Uh, and at the worst case scenario, all of the mining that takes place outside of China will continue to do so, and the mining rate will just diminish dramatically. Like it will just start moving much slower. So instead of a, I don't know what, what the timeline is for Bitcoin to be fully mined, but I think it was around 2040 or something. Yeah, like there's
0: years. Yeah, years yeah. and years
1: and years. I imagine that will get drawn out considerably in the event that these miners cannot get back online. So, you know, you don't think 2080, some- 300. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So I'm sitting here just reading a bunch of some of these takes in here um, from some of the, I guess, industry insiders that got shut down. And it seems like the prevailing opinion is that they're scrambling to find overseas mines to place our mining devices, which is interesting that they they call them mines when it's like a data center, right? Find well, overseas data centers. Yeah. to. But yeah, I just, I guess, stick with the metaphor. They're miners. But, uh, it seems to me like, you know, and I'm not sitting here trying to trying to Push Bitcoin or anything, but it just says it says in my head like, yeah, well, they're gonna they're gonna go where they can, they're gonna stand up the these uh, mining devices, and it's gonna be back online. But
1: yeah, let me let me maybe phrase this in a different way for people who who look at this as an extreme negative and oh my gosh, Bitcoin's gonna go away. I don't know if people understand like the history of the internet, but there are multiple countries who banned the internet or, or tried to one example, I'll give you one, I'll give you one example. And it was in the eighties was France because they had their own network. That they had called, like it was, I can't remember, it was like Minitel or something like that that they called in France. That was a national network, and they they kind of gave you these free terminal devices to be able to access different web pages or services. This was this was in the 80s to be able to do that. And they did not want what was called at the time the US internet, which is what we now know today is just the World Wide Web. And they did not want that coming in and competing against that national. Sort of network that they had. So they tried to actually ban it. And a lot of people tried to ban the internet for a lot of different reasons around the world uh, until it became inevitable that this was something that a lot of people wanted to be able to do, especially research institutions. And so started getting on top of the backbone that sort of facilitated what is now the internet. So I just think there's an inevitability to Bitcoin or crypto, really, not necessarily Bitcoin. that is very similar to the internet. And I think we're just seeing a lot of things repeating themselves in history that most people just don't know about. Like most people couldn't fathom the idea of someone looking at the internet and saying, this is a bad idea. We should not not do this. We should ban this in our country. And yet it happened all over the world. So just sort of a history
0: lesson there. To be clear, there's zero part of me, and I don't think anyone is pushing the idea that China is doing this because of energy. concerns.
1: Oh, right? not even a little bit.
0: Or, you know, nope. <laughs> global warming or, or any, any sort of anything like that. Right. Um, it's a it's a threat to the to the centralized government. It's a threat to the Yuan. It's a threat to all those kinds of things. Right. Which, you know, you can argue is the same thing in the United States. Right. Same. Exact yeah. But I think
1: <clears throat> I think that this is one of those things where you the way you embrace it is going to be the determination of your success or failure. The I think I think fighting against it is just fighting against the inevitable, uh, sort of yeah. in my opinion. Not necessarily to take over fiat, which seems to be this sure. thing that everyone assumes it will do one right. day in the United States. I, I that's not the point. But nonetheless, well, yeah. uh, there, there's um, there's just a lot of things, a lot of forces at at play that sort of make this thing very very valuable for the world to be able to do. I did notice that uh, a company over the weekend, I don't have, I don't have an article up on it, but a company was mining Bitcoin based on the energy from like, you know, I guess in some other sort of energy generating operations, there are like these sort of flares, like fire sort of flares that come out of like the pipes from, I don't know, some factories or mining operations, maybe even, you know, getting oil out. I'm not real sure. Oh, yeah, but there's, yeah. there's you know like what I'm talking excess about. Excess gas. Yeah. 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 Yep. There's some way that a company was harvesting those those flares of gas to power crypto mining operations. Sure. That's the way this company is working. Uh, yeah. And they, they got some huge investment over the weekend from, I think it might have oh, been Coinbase, um, to, to continue driving it. Just, it was a very clean, renewable way of, uh, of being able to, to power the operations. So, I think be... we're going to find more people doing stuff like that. How funny would
0: that be if crypto is what pushes the world into renewable energy? Uh,
1: It very well could be. (laughs) Like from an innovation (laughs)
0: standpoint and a a mass adoption standpoint. Yeah, it absolutely could be. Yeah. And I hear people joke about uh, having their vehicles mine cryptocurrency (laughs) when they move to all electric, which is you're kind of like, what? And then you're kind of like, hmm.
1: I think it's a great idea. Hmm. Actually, we should all do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, just double down. In May, senior Chinese officials said that it is necessary to crack down on Bitcoin mining and trading and resolutely prevent the transmission of individual risks to the wider society. So that's the take. That's the take. But all Interesting. right. Interesting. Cool. So I mean, it, it's a. I think it's a kind of knee jerk reaction to, hey, we're not exactly sure um, how to control this. This feels like a threat to our government. We're going to ban it. And then fig- it'll buy us more time to figure it out. It's, ju- it's just chess moves, right? And then maybe sure. they eventually, like the internet, accept it. Or like the internet in China, they accept pieces of it and ban a bunch of other things. And, you know, so. All I'm right, sure cool. in China,
1: they refer to that as a uh, as a go move or whatever a move is referred to in, in Go. I don't know okay. if you've played that. i have not it's supposed no, to be the hardest. You know what Go is? It's like... It's like chess on steroids. It's like the most complicated str- strategy board game ever. Mm. In fact, that's actually what they tested. No, I play I play quantum e- chess. This sounds like it's below quantum oh, chess. Oh yeah, well quantum chess for you and you and me, which is, you know, old hat at this point. Right. Um, definitely is way above. But no, Go is actually a big part of what I could be I could be completely wrong on this and I'm sure Bunks could correct me, but I'm pretty sure that Go is a very very big reason why China pushed so heavily so early on into wanting to fund and uh, develop AI capabilities because Hmm. I think it was Google or a Google subsidy or someone out of the UK created an AI that uh, was able to beat the like world number one master go player, which I think a lot of people said no computer would ever be able to do because of the way you have to think and go. And once, once they were able to beat them, uh, that it changed China's approach to AI entirely. In fact, they were streaming it. China was streaming this event going on with, uh, this world play, whatever go player playing the AI. And as he started to lose, they cut the stream. Wow. Cause they, cause it was, it was like a national embarrassment for them, for, for them to lose that. So uh-huh. go is immensely more difficult than chess. As I understand it, I've, I've never actually played it. Uh, but, but I am aware of it and I've seen it be played and it's, uh, it's a very interesting looking game. Hmm. It looks like it's like you have like these black and these white just dots on a similarly looking chessboard. But uh OK, reminds know, there's me like something thousands like, oh. and thousands of moves you can do or something.
0: Have you heard of Othello? Uh-uh. OK, it's like black and white dots and how you play them affects the other ones. Anyway. All right, cool. So we mentioned cryptocurrency. We haven't yet mentioned Facebook. So I'm going to go ahead and say the word Facebook. Okay. Got to do that. Uh, Facebook rolls out live audio rooms. So think Clubhouse, um, think Spotify, green room, think Twitter spaces. Yeah, that's what it's called. Sorry, my brain's not fully on yet this morning. And I guess you've heard it here first. They announced that they're doing pod, they're hosting podcasts. So we're moving. No, we're not moving to Facebook podcasts. No, are you kidding me?
1: Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I'm going to host my podcast on Facebook anyway so
1: uh kieran the, put in the chat by the way sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt i just noticed it. Oh, I, do it i don't think i'd even realize this was still not there but i guess cyberpunk 27 got re-released back to the ps4 network what but they're still not recommending that you buy it because it doesn't really work right which was yeah because it, it, it was completely broken which is why it was pulled but i guess it was re-released and now they're saying still don't buy it i i don't know I oh, I saw the, he put the Facebook news in of, here too. Yeah, he did. I didn't know if you were if you were reading it off. No, I wasn't reading not. that. I was, I I just was noticed it
0: pulling off a tech meme here. But uh, yeah, I'm super curious to see how that goes. Just knowing how, I don't know. So I hate being on Facebook, but I feel like I have to for just some certain communities that I'm in for, um, uh, I don't know. My wife's family has a cabin out in the woods and there's a, you know, in another state, and there's a Facebook group where the citizens can talk about what's happening on there. Sometimes it's just like so poisonous, right? And if you can imagine like a, just a live audio chat around that, it just seems like it would be hell. I, like, I,
1: I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I I, uh, don't really use Facebook when I say don't really, I mean, I I don't think you're on it at all ever. Yeah. I'm never on it. Yeah. I do have it obviously. And I don't, I haven't deleted my account or anything. I just don't. You go into it. In fact, whenever I watched that documentary uh, on like the social network, and they were like, even mm-hmm. if you leave social media, they'll send you emails that make you come back. And I'm like, yeah, I get those emails all the time. It has yeah, zero it's terrible. effect on me to come back. It's annoying. Um, but uh, I, <clears throat> I don't ever use it, but I used to use it a lot for a very specific purpose. It was a really, really good sort of news stream aggregator. Like it was able to take things that I liked or followed or whatever else and kind of put those into a stream of news that I could kind of, you know, look through. So it was, it was like a, a, you know, a visual form of an RSS feed. The, the thing that changed is Google has their own Google feed now that's been really great. Um, There were a few Mm -hmm. apps that sort of added to, to sort of feeds over time. So I lost my, my entire need for Facebook was literally as a, as a news feed. News feed, yeah. And and I I lost the need to be able to do that. And so I, I literally, since then, I just, I don't go on it. Uh, ever. Yeah. I mean, I have it. I be, my only use of Facebook, I guess, is to uh, log into my Oculus.
0: Hmm. Technically, at the moment. Yeah, which they're now serving ads inside. Have you seen that yet? Anyway, I have.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't actually seen the ads, but they're, they're, they are they put an API out for developers to be able to service ads inside of their apps if they want to. I got you. I got you. Yeah, which makes Facebook evil. If if developers do that, then Facebook's evil. It's not the developer. It's Facebook's fault. <laughs> that's, that's the way the world works.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. But just knowing the, the I guess, or assuming what the audiences are for things like Twitter spaces and for Clubhouse and for probably what Spotify Green Room is going to be, I think Facebook live audio rooms is what they're calling it. It's going to be a totally different audience space and a different presenter base. And I'm just really curious to see how it goes.
1: I'm curious to see some of these, how all of yeah. those things go.
0: Yeah. Some of them have been really respectful. Like the all the clubhouse, well, the clubhouse ones that I've gone into that seemed I haven't been on there in a while, but have seemed um, you know, kind of relevant to my interests or whatever. People were very respectful. And I'm just curious if you mean I don't know, just <laughs> comments. I guess comments everywhere are just trash, but maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm just being too negative on this.
1: Uh, social media is rarely a very positive place, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or wherever else. So I wouldn't, uh,
0: which is why anything. I always try to be positive. I always try to look for the, you know, the positives
1: in a situation. You are we'll talk about you're it, a thing, beacon you know, of light glasses, half full kind of guy, but, yeah, uh, I social guess, media hates you though. Just so we're clear They're, great. You, you're, you're not who they like that. You're not who they want. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but I believe you have a hard stop, which means we have a hard stop, which means okay. that'll do it. For another episode Ooh, of the Tech show. breakfast podcast yes it was a very fast show fun fact for the listeners 30 minutes is actually how long these shows are supposed to be we're just mm-hmm. not really good at doing that terrible uh, so share it with your friends your family throw us some likes give us some feedback and until then we'll talk to you later peace booyah grandma